0: G'day, folks. It's AOS Coach here, and I am going to be talking about all things Maggot of Nurgle today. Maggotkin of Nurgle. I don't know if you know this, but I actually used to type Maggotkin, like well, with some weird H in there. I don't know. I realized in first edition, I'm like, wait a second, it's not Maggot Lord. But I'm here with the disgusting, you can tell by the look of his face, the disgusting Tobias Kemp, who um who has been doing incredibly well with the King of Nurgle, but something that really drew my attention was he has sworn not only to the grandfather's blessing, but he's also gone in and sworn to the Dark Prince Bellicore. So we are going to talk about how he was spreading the grandfather's blessing across the Cherokee Open with his four one performance and. I'm really curious to hear not just about Tobias, how you're seeing the Maggot kin of Nurgle, but I'm also very curious to hear how Bellacore, an ally in, uh, is is changing a little bit to the list and what it's bringing to the table. Because I think we all love the Dark Master unless he uses his little shenanigans on us. But why would you go outside the book? But before we get into all of that, we talk about rules, and we talk about lists, and we talk about the good stuff. Mm-hmm. Say good day to, to the internet. Welcome. Hey, hi
1: everyone! Um, I'm just super excited to play uh, the Magic of Nurgle and to talk about my list here today and about uh, how I'm playing the game. And uh, and yeah, thanks for having me.
0: No, it's absolute pleasure. And when I saw your list, when I, when that list kind of came up, because I I'll go in and look at Best Coast pairings and I'll look at tabletop TO mm-hmm. go, and I'll look at all the tournament lists, and I'm always curious about who's doing well and who's gone slightly off meta. And it's fascinating because, you know, when Nurgle very first come out, it was poo-pooed. Everyone was on the internet so angry about the book and wasn't just in my comments section, it was on other people's comment section of the Facebook pages. I had to tell my Discord people to chill out and just like see the forest from the trees, like chill out. And now they're okay. So I guess, Tobias, I want to hear from you initially. What got you into Nurgle? And I thought they were a terrible book. Like, what, what's what's going on? Yeah.
1: yeah, so what got me into Nurgle were the, the models and especially the demons. I just wanted to play Demons of Nurgle. And uh, I've been playing AOS for a year and a half and I've been playing Ogres 100% of the time. Just, I commit to an army and I play it. Uh, but I was kind of I didn't have any more models I wanted to add to my army. So I started painting these Demons of Nurgle because the Great Unclean One is probably my favorite model in all of Warhammer, all of GW's models. So I started painting them. Then I was about halfway through building a 2000 point army and they announced a new Battle Tome. I was like, great. You know, I, I, I've been reading this old uh, Battle Tome and I, I probably won't even have to play a game with it. And I got done painting the army about a week before the Battle Tome came out. You know, I played. I had 2,300 points or so, just of what I wanted to play, which were 30 plague bears, the great unclean one, uh, seven beasts of Nurgle, some characters. You know, and um, and that's what I started with because what I wanted to play were beasts of Nurgle, just because I thought the models are amazing. There's amazing 3D uh, printed, you know, proxies out there. So many cool conversions you can do on just like the 60 mil, you know, size type of model and just put weird stuff together and call it the Beast of Nurgle. You know, that's I like modeling a lot, I like painting and all of that. And then I just pick an army and I try to do the best I can. You know, that's what I did with ogres. I take the models that I like and then I play them the way that I think they work best. And uh, so when the book comes out, obviously, uh, I, I go before Fowling Host because that's how you get to play all the beasts of Nurgle and and you know, I, I went from there. Initially I was I was like everyone else. Uh, I, I I just did the math immediately on Plague Bearers because that's what I wanted to play. And uh yeah, I was I was super down on them. Super down on them. Um
0: people were upset and it got to a point actually where so I have a general rule on this channel, and that is I don't talk about a battle tome from like a list point of view. Yep until it's FAQ'd, because I've seen too many people get ahead of themselves. They talk about some crack science that they've come up with, only for it to be FAQ'd. And I'm conscious that people will come back to my videos six months, 12 months, two years after it's been recorded. And if I say, hey, you know, Archeleon King, you know, take mm-hmm. three Archelian Kings so you can flip the tide three times, do all these things. And then two weeks later, Games Workshop go, no, it's once per game. And, you know, the, the Nurgle trees was a perfect example where there was that big debate where it's like, do the feculent narmors multiply or are they just at like, but there was a big discussion, right? Yeah. And I could have gone, oh, you, you do this crazy science and you'll get nine, nine, so many points a turn and all these crazy stuff. And it's just inaccurate, right? <laughs> so lots of people were really upset with Nurgle and and I remember people talking about Black Kings, like, "Oh, Black Kings are the worst. They're overcosted. I'm going to put this on the shelf. The army doesn't play like it used to. I'm not going to play Nurgle to begin with." Like it was really negative. So, yep. what happened from that point, Tobias? That you've gone in, gone, well, I'm going to play with this army despite it being quote unquote trash. Well, and then kind of what have you learnt to get to a point where this quote unquote trash battle tome got you actually? a pretty solid victory you've gone in gone four one i'm sure you've got other good performances mm-hmm.
1: yeah so the army's done well for me but uh, the and, and i just want to go back the reason i i was down in it is the math on plague bears just on plague bears with the old host magnificent wanderers they're just they're not as tough as they used to be even though people even though they have more wounds now and and uh I heard all these reviews saying, yeah, I think Bears is pretty good. I said, no, nobody's doing the math. They, they take more than three on, it depends on the profile, but on a, you know, hitting on threes, wounding on threes, minus one ren, they take over three times as much as, as many wounds. So, you know, it, even points per, even wounds per point, uh, you know, they, they were, they were less than twice as efficient as the old ones. As far as you know, toughness with with how far you could take them with uh, with saves and then re-rolling sixes to hit and all that. So I was really down on them. Um, but the thing that got me playing was that well, I just spent months painting this army, and I'm going to play it, whether it's good or bad, you know. And I'm going to try to make it work. And uh, and the first few games, I, I noticed some things that were good about it that I hadn't anticipated. Uh, so you could really mess with people with a unit of 30 plague bearers i've always played 30 from the beginning i i i didn't go for the 2010 that a lot of people recommended um because with 30 and with the sloppity valpiper, you can just do so many things you know if you get th- there's not one unit that's going to charge you and that's going to wipe you out especially if you get that extra wound spell off with a great unclean one which is one of the big reasons he's in this list if the plague bears went out he's going out as well uh because against you know iron jaws uh things like that that can really chew through wounds they usually don't have the magic defense so you know you can get that spell off often enough especially if there's arcane terrain somewhere you know on a six that's pretty that's pretty reasonable then all of a sudden you have 90 wounds there with a five up which is uh you know that's that's close to the same as 150 wounds to just chew through uh and whether it's mall crushers Cragnos, two mega gargon Gatebreakers, it doesn't matter they're not they're not killing that in a turn so they just get stuck and then if there's something that doesn't have three inch melee it's it's just awful because one one thing will swing and you'll just remove casualties so that the other thing doesn't get anything because they can't pile in and that is just awful. It's just ruining someone's day.
0: And that's yeah. kind of what Germ's referring to. Like, I uh, I had the pleasure recently of playing a couple of Nurgle games, and that Sloppity Bar Piper, whether you put it, bring it onto the list or you sum it in, if you build around the demons, he is an absolute nightmare unless you have a lot of attacks and you've got good range. Because yeah. if you're off range one or range two, there's a good chance that when you, yeah, you're right, when you start pulling back from combat, um, you can really pin someone in and it can be kind of an absolute pain in the backside. But before you, we, we, we continue this, I want to call out this interesting comment because Paul, a uh, friend of the channel, you know, always commenting on the videos and, you know, mentions that been playing um, Nurgle since Fantasy. This was probably one of the biggest changes that we noticed with Nurgle between Battle Tomes, you went from being a super fast army, yep. you throw down the feculate Narmor in the middle of the table, run up the board, get within the range, and then you could run and charge the old rules, by the oh. way, folks. Don't go looking at that. Don't go try doing that now. That used to be the trick. Now that's gone completely, and you have gone to a really slow army. Yep. How did that kind of play for you, Tobias? Have you noticed the impacts and and what it even meant to you as a player
1: well i didn't play the old Nurgle. um i played uh ogres who were fast so um but but that that added on top of my negativity because uh, i told you play bears aren't as tough as they used to be per point they're they're not as fast they're not n- nearly as fast as they used to be and on top of that they do less damage because you could have so many you know mortal wound triggers and things like that so to to me it was like well you're slower you do less damage and you're less tanky you're just worse but you know the 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 way the army plays is very is very interesting because what what you have to do you you don't get to position your army based on on your opponent first of all you you're going to be one or two drops based on what list you're playing you know and then you just you get a look at the terrain and you get to put your models where they have to be for, uh, for objectives because you know four inches you can't go there later. You have to go as close as you as you can to the objective, and then you have to run there, run on it. So almost every game I auto advance or I auto-run my plague bearer six so that they get that 10 inch move. And then I really hope that someone moves within nine inches of them so that I can redeploy them. Further up the board because that's all i want <laughs> i don't i don't care about how many you're killing you know i just want them to be on that freaking point and hold it and uh and and that's that's really the play style and uh the the beasts of Nurgle help out a little bit because they can be fast i used to play a unit of three just to be able to auto advance auto run them six on the first turn and uh and then maybe get a cheeky charge off on the on the first turn but uh, the Plague Bears are just better. And then having units of one, Beast of is also better. Falling back, charging again. And then again, Bellacore, you know, on those missions, Magikin to me are a lot better on missions with three central objectives. Uh, if you have to, if your opponent can just hang back and score while staying on their side of the board, it's a lot harder. But again, Belakor helps a lot because if you go fight in the middle, Bellacore can just, you know stay at the back somewhere where he's protected turn one and then advance up the board and then turn two he'll charge one of their you know small units that they left at the back you know some liberators or whatever it is and uh and fight them and he can kill that because he can't kill he can't kill a lot but he can kill whatever 100 point objective holder unit they left back to to hold an objective so he he gives you a little bit of flexibility that is that is useful
0: lot to unpack there and we will get into tobias's list and i can see that the king of uh legion of the first prince is in the chat he's sean who i'll be talking to next week by the way so he's he loves his Bellacore. we've got some fury licious chats going on next week but um uh, let's go back to nurgle for a second before we bring in and kind of talk about what bellacore brings to the table because bellacore is great and it's funny because bellacore had the same type of experience Belacore used to be quote unquote better when it was less points. Um, his rules were changed, and people initially again started poo pooing on Belacore when he got the new model, the new war scroll, the new points. You know, and people started going, Well, he's not really worth taking anymore. And I think the internet realized very quickly that he's still a great utility piece and synergizes quite well with what not both what Chaos wants to do but Nurgle wants to do. You are less about being offensive. You are less Mm -hmm. about smash, smash, smash. You are about the grind. You are about the five battle rounds. You are about denying battle tactics. You are about sitting on an objective and saying, throw as much damage at me as possible. Good luck to you lifting me off the board because you can take that absolute punch. So what do you think Nurgle does really well?
1: well yeah oh, did, I just play... answer
0: your... did i just did i just answer your question
1: <sighs> that's uh yeah i mean you 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 summarize a lot of it uh but yeah they play a five-round game and it's it was a big change for me because i went to an event a three-day event but once where my first game was 45 minutes with the ogres my second game was one hour and then the last game was an hour and 15 minutes so i did three games in in three hours and nurgle doesn't play that uh, I've gone, you know, I've gone to time a couple of times uh, at Cherokee. My first game was against Nurgle, so we got to we got to round three. That uh, was that was slow and painful, and uh, so you do have to play the long game. and And your strategy, looking at at the Legion's abilities and everything, your strategy is just make it slow, make it painful, you know, just hold the objectives and uh, score the points. And don't let your opponent do anything and um like i said if if two mock pressures charge you and you lose six plague bears and the other mob, and the second marker d- doesn't do anything that or player is going to be very very disappointed you know and uh and so that's what you're doing you're just making it as slow and painful as you can for your opponent
0: what's well, interesting <clears> actually <throat> you called that out because um a lot of players are playing against the one drop, right? They're building around battle regiment. They're trying to go first, and you are seeing more games go, not go to time. A lot of games are, are really wrapping up by game by turn three. At least you know you kind of know that most of the, the opponent's been lifted, or you you know the the VPs difference is, is too great to come back from. How are you finding the the long game? You know because that's what most people don't want to play. They're building towards doing as much damage to you as possible between turn one, turn two, and maybe turn three, and and probably aren't preparing for the long game. Yeah, they're burning the good battle mm. tactics.
1: No, you're right, and uh, that's what makes <clears throat> King good in this meta. I think. <clears throat> oh, you were right. How
0: about, how about how about you go out and quickly give yourself a drink and i'm going to bring up um the, the the rules and we'll talk a bit about the rules in a second go get yourself a drink i told him i told him to go get a drink but in hey, the meantime that... I'm, it's all good it's all good i'm going to bring up the the maggot kin of nurgle rules and while tobias go get do I go get a yeah. drink i'll talk about some of the key things right and Nergal Nergal's playstyle fundamentally changed from being this ultra aggressive fast army to something that is a lot slower, a lot more of a grind and is going to play again that long game and one of the things for me that I really enjoyed is the fact that you can deny battle tactics probably better than anyone else. When someone picks slay the warlord broken ranks, you know, monstrous takeover it can be really hard against Nurgle because you've got this five-up ward save across the board. In the past, Nurgle demons were the only ones who got the ward. Mortals didn't have a ward. Now your plague bearers, as well as your blight Kings, your Pus Goyles, all of those are going to get um, a ward save. But also you've got this game of attrition, right? You've got the disease weapons doing chip mortal wounds at the end of every battle round or every turn you know you, you can up a bunch of tokens and you you deal some mortal wounds based off the amount of tokens you've been given out and the wheel the way that the meal the wheel can really stop uh piling and shenanigans it's very much about a slow grind denial style game tobias did i buy you enough time to get yourself a drink uh, and rest your uh, throat
1: absolutely yeah you were you were right i was i was going to ignore you uh, <laughs> So yeah, what you were saying, I've, I've been thinking that as well. One of the reasons that my list works, because I still, I'm still on kind of, and people give me shit for this that because I don't lose games, but I'm still there. There's nothing exciting in this book. You know, everything is kind of average. But one of the things that helps me is people just having lists that that try to go all out, right? You try to win by turn two and just run in there. And, um, and it just doesn't work against Nurgle. If. Like, it doesn't matter what you what melee monster you have. Plaguebearers, especially if I... Because I try to go first. I try to go first many games. If I go there and I have 90 wounds of Plaguebearers with a 5-up uh, ward, you're not killing them. Because same for, you know, Fulminators, whatever. I'm going to deploy them in an annoying way where you only get two Fulminators in. You're just... <clears throat> you're not killing them. And then you're going to run out of steam. And uh, that's how I'm going to go wins.
0: Yeah, and, and, and that's what you realise quickly is, you know, through the attrition and through the grind, people will throw down their finest hour, they'll throw their buffs in, they will go hard. And you're right, one of the biggest problems that Nurgle can face is getting pinned in their own home objective. If they get pinned in the deployment, uh, because you're slow, you'll find that yes you'll take the punch but you won't be scoring the objectives and depending on the type of build and you've got some flexibility if you need to get some um some movement shenanigans you've got you know the lord of affliction you've got some teleporty uh you've got uh what else have you got you've obviously got summoning and things like that but you're not generally a fast army so once you're stuck you're stuck so if you can get onto the objectives early you will sit there you'll grind it out you'll take the punch and you'll just keep scoring um but then there's also some interesting counterplay through the glockin. Mm-hmm. um so it's very much a a control style army yeah you know you're it's very much about someone who likes to counterplay their opponent manipulate the board and um it's not really for someone who wants to go turn one aggressive and just no, you know no. you're not an iron Jaws player I think that's probably the key
1: yeah and then the other thing that helps you is that a lot of people think that they want to the double turn so that they can double turn you and they want you to go first which I want to go up you know I, I want to go up first anyway so I'm happy the only time I don't want to go first is if I'm playing magic heavy armies that have 18 inch range and all their on all their spells and that don't, that aren't gonna pin me in my deployment zone because that is one of the big weak points of my my list. And so then I'm not worried about them pinning me and uh, I'm just gonna be out of range of their spells. So I'm happy going first. You think you wanna go second and then uh, you find out you don't want to, especially, and again, that makes it worse. Bellacor makes, you know, the, the opponent going, on the double turn i will often give someone the double turn if i go first and then they go second and your kravins doesn't do anything or i win the roll off well you know what he's not going to do anything for another turn and it's just it's 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 the god of despair it, it just makes everyone feel terrible about themselves
0: a um, couple of quick things. First off, mm-hmm. old, uh, AOS old man, aka Mike from Atlanta, calling out how amazing you are. You're an awesome player. <laughs> and Frederick in the chat saying that you have uh, an amazing Great Unclean one. Uh, well, well, do I have something prepared for you already just oh, to yeah. show off? Um, here is your Great Unclean one, your Beast of Nurgle, as well as your bellacore. So a little bit of your own, pa- I don't know if you yeah. want to describe or kind of give me a bit of a what i'm looking at
1: here i mean that's yeah that's uh that's just i love painting and that's uh you know that's how i got bellacore in my list because uh i got i got that model on my table um and i wanted to paint him frankly and then uh, after i painted him i wanted to try to play him and i just felt he fit perfectly into that slow down the game <clears throat> make it miserable make it last as long as possible for your opponent and uh he just fit in that play
0: style and uh, and worked really well with with Nurgle, and we'll talk more about that later, but... Uh... And your uh, your beasts of Nurgle are absolutely extraordinary. I'm loving. They look disgusting. They also look filthy. They just look, mm. yeah, just dig it. Thank you. Um, so that's cool. Now, really, really good job. Um, so we have talked a little bit about Nurgle. We talked about what it does really well. And we kind of now understand, if you haven't already picked up this battle tome and experienced it for yourself, the play style of the Force and what you're really good at. Mm-hmm. Let's add that extra level of Bellacore because I think that's probably one that, you know, even like Gravon yeah. talking here is you add Bellacore as an ally. He's not a natural model in uh, mm-hmm. Nurgle. So you, so he's a coalition unit. He's not generating you disease points and you know be getting disease stuff from, from Bellacore. So why would you spend 400-odd points, like 360 points, on the Dark Master? What does he add? to what you've already got
1: well so i mean output is one of the weaknesses of um uh, of nerdle and uh and you have to play the long game right so like the disease points first of all they're unreliable you're not you're not sure it's, it's at the end of the turn you don't know how much damage you're going to do the damage happens at the end so you know it doesn't prevent anyone from swinging um you don't have any anything fast that can get where it needs to be delivered damage where it needs to be i mean your only things that really do some damage uh for in my list the great unclean one right is is very slow and even his damage is somewhat unreliable Glotkin lists are a little bit different but uh, anyway so you, you don't do damage so when someone punches you you might you know you might not be done but what most armies do they try to screen get punched and then punched back. Well, with Nurgle, the punch back is very weak, almost in existence sometimes. So the thing that, one of the things that uh, that, is, uh, that is dangerous to you is uh, just something that will, you know, smash into your lines and just start killing things uh, so that that, that that your army will be gone, you know, faster you can respond. Cause um, those two gate breakers that I was talking about, well, if they double turn you and, uh, start swinging the plague bears in two rounds of combat, you know what? They might, they might kill all those plague bears. And, uh, if they get into beasts of, uh, Nurgle, that's even worse. They're, they're going to take those, they're going to pick those beasts of Nurgle up and you're not going to get your charges, uh, or if it's two cabbages, I mean, if, if there's a smart player, you know, he's not going to charge your plague bears. He's going to run around and he can charge whatever he likes and he will kill all of your beasts, whatever else you have, you know, and, uh and and you'll just lose the game so what you have to do is slow down the game and uh give yourself time to respond and uh and so that's where where bellacore comes in and uh and you know to me it was very interesting when i watched your your show about the mortal nurgle side with the Glotkin, where he was talking about his tougher matchups being those very hitty melee characters because okay you charge. A Maul Crusher but then I mean that he wants to be in melee okay you charged him but he's he's still happy even if you charge Kragnos okay well he didn't get his charge off but I mean he's still happy there's a lot of things that that just you know want to smash you if I see a Kragnos I almost consider it an auto win if I see a 600 point melee monster on the other side I mean that, that's what Bellacor loves because you have to you can prevent them from moving charging and fighting Whereas in shooting your long strikes, Belacor is not that good at stopping long strikes. But if there's a melee monster that just wants to go and, and kill your army, uh, Bellacor slows them way down. And then what most people do is they just throw the rest of their army into you without that thing. And then you can respond to that and, uh, and it becomes a very different game. And uh, just people can't deal with you know layering their threats like that.
0: So just to rewind really quickly, just because we kind of went into two mm-hmm. things there. First off, um, Kragnos, wow. Um, <laughs> good time. We were just talking about Kragnos. Um, which armies do Nurgle struggle against the most? Is it the melee, super offensive, lots of range, lots of damage? Or what do you, what do you find is your, your toughest opponents?
1: Um, so it depends on the list. I'll talk about the list that I've been running here uh and in this list it would be armies that just push you out push you out in the objectives because you're still not going to do that much damage if you play 120 zombies with my list i don't think i have i haven't played that matchup but i don't think i can win it because he's going to stand there and uh nobody's going to kill anyone and he's just going to score the the objectives every single turn so
0: Yeah, because you've got uh, – that's probably one thing I noticed a lot uh, is that Nurgle's footprint on the board has really shrunk. The Great Unclean Mm -hmm. one and the Glocken changed a lot. The Glocken literally almost doubled in points. The Great Unclean one at least increased by about a third of his points. You saw the Blight Kings go up in points. So all of a sudden, because everything kind of went up in points, you saw the army reduce its size significantly. And I guess depending on how you build it, right, you know, you're not seeing the board. Fl- I remember back in the day you'd see like a unit of 30 and then 20, 20 plague bearers. You would, you know, in a, gra- a great unclean one, or you'd see the thrice full battalion with three great unclean ones. You, you lose a lot by going in and you don't have the board presence because you are super resilient. So I guess, yeah. you know, and, you know, people are asking like, Justin, you know, what about the, the fly spam lists? You know, we are seeing a lot of good good success coming off the back of like the Lord of Affliction, the Paschal yep. Blight Lords, or even plague Drones. But there are only two models. Yep. So if you go into an elite force like that, to your point, you don't have a lot of bodies on the objectives. Yes, you'll take a punch, but on a pure scoring on the objective, if your opponent has lots of bodies or mega gargants that are counting for more, I yep. guess that could be quite tough.
1: Yeah, it it would be. So, again, there's different lists you can play. But, again, I think overall Nurgle struggles with bodies and holding objectives. And yeah, if you had three Mega Gargans, you know, with a mission with three objectives in the middle, and they just moved, they had first turn, they moved up and barely touched those objectives, and said, you go, man, that would be a tough game. Uh, You know, because I'm not going to get to them. It's going to take me a couple turns to get to them. And I'm probably not scoring anything during those two turns, you know, I mean my battle tactics, but not on objectives and uh, then even once I get to them removing those gardens. is going to be tough and and I can maybe contest one of the objectives as I put 30 plague bears on it, the great unclean one, something like that, you know, but it's going to be really, really tough
0: and um,
1: and yeah.
0: Yeah, and look, you know, and and Grave on mentioning, you know, Puscoils are great. I really like Puscoils and I love some of the abilities, but they don't count a lot on the objective and it can be really tough. So I guess we're going to show off two of your versions, right? I know Mm -hmm. Tobias sent me like five lists. I'm like, brother, brother, which ones are we going to talk about? Like, you know, and you had a lot of great creativity. And I think for me, I'm excited because you are seeing books like Nurgle, like IDK, like Fire Slayers, actually unlock some creativity because in the past what my experience with nurkel was it was all about black kings it was all about plague bearers it was all about thricefold and like you just swing constantly it was never really a mix and mm-hmm. i'm now seeing a whole bunch of really good mixed lists
1: yep so before we even get to that one thing because i've been saying a lot of negative things that's just my the german inside of me you know you just Efe- focus you're on looking for efficiency <clears throat> in points <laughs> yeah and just you know like the stuff that's good you don't have to talk about it It's just the way it's supposed to be the stuff that that you're not happy about you have to focus on that so the thing that is really amazing about this book is whatever models you like you can make a list with those models and uh and you can make a dozen different lists and you know in one matchup, one list is going to be slightly better than the other but overall you know there is not a best list so the 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 book is really good internal balance i think there's maybe a couple of units that are a little bit worse um but overall you can make very uh very similar or lists of very similar power with most of the units in this in this book and you can have a lot of different like a lot of variety within the book and that is i mean that's something awesome awesome also for just someone that wants to collect you know arrange wants to focus on one army you can make a lot of different lists with this book and they're all very good i having played Bellacore, i'm very partial to having Bellacore in there because i think he resolves so many problems that the that the book has overall and and helps with those but yeah we can we can look at some of those those lists and and that is definitely an exciting part of the book and a fun part you know especially with how easy building lists is in aos compared to 40k i just made a couple of 40k lists oh god it feels like building an ikea shelf it's it's awful aos aos is awesome for that
0: well, anyone who's listened to my video at Daughters of Cain has saw my frustrations because I wanted to build around own mm-hmm. witch elves. And right now it's just snakes, 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 snakes. Like everyone's just doing snakes. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait for the other side of the book to be re-unlocked. Um, to Paul's point as well, like I think one thing that's really interesting is your strength in spell casting is quite low. And, mm-hmm. you know, while the plague bearers, uh, is it, the resiliency spell that gives them the plus one yep. mood Fleshy sounds abundance. really good. Fleshy abundance sounds really good. It can be quite tough to cast. And I know you got the rotbringer coven, which is an interest I don't know what your thoughts are on the rotbringer coven. I think it's a good idea. But, but you don't have don't spells.
1: Wanted... You, you don't have spells that are worth casting, you know. So I mean not not that you want to invest that many points into it. And then you, Nurgle isn't that good on the spell casting. But like I said, you know, a seven, it's it's more than half the time, especially if there's arcane terrain close by, you know, you'll get it off. And then the armies that will prevent you from getting it off are the armies that you don't really need it against, right? Um, because they don't they, they don't do that kind of damage output. Like if you're playing Zinch or Lumineth, you know, you don't need three wound plague bears. Two wounds are, are gonna be plenty. It's when you play Iron Jaws that you want those three <laughs> three wound plague bears.
0: One of the one of the abilities we kind of talked a little bit about, I just want to just tap into it a little bit longer, is the Bellacore Dark Master rule. And this is one of the many reasons why you take Bellacore. Bellacore doesn't get to um get to ignore, you know, save modifiers, so you can't plus or minus, so ignores rend. Um, has you know a double caster, has a good spell called enfeebling foe, will heal if someone takes a battle shock test and fails, or rely too much on that one. But the Dark Master, which is the the ability that everyone kind of taps into, I want to kind of explore that a little further because you explained some of the units that are quite good, but then you you mentioned things like long strikes you don't get a lot of value from. So I just want to talk at the rule first for anyone who hasn't seen it and then unpack it a little further. So once per battle at the start of the enemy hero phase, you pick one enemy unit on the battlefield. Until the next hero phase, at the start of each phase including the phase that it was picked, so hero, movement, shooting, blah, 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 blah. You roll the dice, and on a three plus, that unit cannot move, shoot, fight, use command abilities, chant prayers, cast a spell, dispel uh, endless spells or unbind spells. So that's why you're paying 360 points, because you're trying to stop Mm -hmm. someone Mm -hmm. from doing something. What is it you're trying to stop? And what, what are the types of units that could be a trap that it sounds good to stop them, but maybe is not getting you that value of that once per battle? Now, this is generic, right? You know, mm-hmm. you know you might want to shut down long strikes if that's the only threat option on the table. and your opponent didn't take dragons or forminators or something. Yep. But just overarching, help me make some decisions. What are good options for Dark Master? And what are, like, lesser options? Yeah,
1: so... I mentioned it a little bit. The best options for Dartmaster are just uh, melee units. So expensive melee units, expensive hammers that wanna move up, charge you and then fight. Because that means you get three chances to mess them up. So it's really a one in one in twenty-seven chance that you know they they, they get to do what they want to do. And even I mean it's it's a high risk because if they get to move and charge and then not fight, it would it would be disastrous for a lot of units. So, if, so
0: if we're you are talking mean, like mega garbons, yeah. we're talking mm-hmm. uh dra- dragons, we're talking, yeah. uh, talking uh, more more crushes, we're talking anything that wants to get in and has yeah. multiple, you know, all of these things we're talking about does have a shooting attack, does have a movement attack, might have a spell cast, um, will probably want to use command abilities in some description, mm-hmm. um. Kragnos is,
1: is the big one that people like to play right now, and he, I mean, it's it's awful. Seven hundred twenty points of your list that doesn't that doesn't do much. You might get the three d six charge or out of him, you know, for some other units. But um, yeah, if Kragnos doesn't do anything for two turns, then uh, then uh, yeah, you're you're probably not having the game that
0: you were planning on having. So it, it's really yeah. good. Then yeah. So And if you get double, and probably the other call that you just mentioned, the two turns, mm-hmm. is it happens at the start of the enemy phase and the 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 ability applies until your next hero phase. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you get double turned, that means you're going to get additional time where something is going to be on a three up, not doing its thing. That's right. Have you found that opponents will give away the turn just to get rid of that ability?
1: Um, no. I mean, for, for them... Uh, yeah, I haven't seen that, but I've, I've had the opportunity to do it a few times and give them the, the turn and, uh, and it's been very good. Um, I don't always do it. It depends on the game state. Right. But if you're in a place where you're holding objectives and they need Kragnos to, or whatever it is to, to change the game state, then, then you're just happy staying where you're at, you know, they, they don't get to activate uh their 600 point model or whatever and the game continues to swing in your favor during their turn or maybe just slightly in their favor and then it's your turn to go and then it might be your turn to go again so you know uh it's 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 incredible like that and and a lot of armies do want to double turn you and uh and the double turn remains dangerous even for Nurgle but bellacore makes it less dangerous in those in those situations. So he's, I mean, he just makes your game a lot more reliable and safer. Because, I mean, how many games did you lose? Because, well, you know, you were forced to go first and that, then Iron Jaws double turned you. Or, you know, Ogres and Kragnos double turned you and you just feel like you couldn't, there's little you could have done. Because you can screen for one turn, but then if they get to go again, you know, after going through your screens, there's not much you can do, do against certain armies. Well, bellacore changes that, and and that's uh, that that makes your game plan very consistent. I, I'm I'm rarely worried about you know who's gonna win the roll off I'm usually like i oh, it's slightly like to win it or lose or whatever. It's it's you know it's it's not a big difference to me most of the time. So it's a it's a strange feeling during the first two three turns.
0: What about what about your supercasters? Let's say Nagash, Kragnos, Techless. Lot of change. Are these also good options to Dark Master?
1: Yeah. So I've only played them a couple times, and uh I've not played Nagash. I've played Techless twice, and one game it was actually Techless going first. I was just all right. Dark Master. Let's see. Oh, you don't do anything in the command phase. Well, that's too that's too bad for you. <clears throat> and then I got to double turn him. So. That was, that was basically it. And, uh, and it was, yeah, is is good too.
0: <laughs> it's interesting, right? Because, you know, the, the, everyone has that. And I think this is the key, right? It's like, when do I apply Dark Master and what do I want to use Dark Master for? It's going to differ depending on the opponent. Everyone has their game plan, whether it is yeah. the Kregnos getting that 3d6 charge and people kind of deploy and set that up. You know, techless, for example, you want the spells like Protection of Hish and Emerald, Emerald Last Swarm and some of these other things to keep mm-hmm. those 30 Sentinels off with the light, Lambert Light. And like everyone kind of has all the, the, you know, Marathi with the Double Shoot Bow Snakes. You know, you, you want to shut down that Command ability. Everyone has that ability. I guess it's what's going to get you the greatest return yeah. and what's going to protect you because you're right. The Long Strikes, that's based on a Holy Command. So that's just an ability. That's not even a command. So you've got a three plus to stop one shooting attack compared to stopping a movement, topping a command ability, stopping hell. You might not stop a charge, but if you get a three up on, um, on a charge, it means that they couldn't re roll the charge, for example, right? Stonehorns, for example, love that because they do mortal wounds on the charge. You know, there's so many things you can play around with, which makes it interesting. But to Sean's point, you know, every player only has five turns. So the way you mess around with it and you delay the game it just plays down to the the, the zone denial and the uh, battle tactics scoring and all the things that you want to stop. So whether you take um, whether you take Bellacor or not, Nurgle plays well in those places. And to Marcus, how many games go through the full five? Well, guess what? Nurgle wants to play the full five. Most people don't want to play the full five. Most people aren't building towards first five, mm-hmm. and that gives you a significant advantage because when your opponent throws everything at you and tries the best, and they throw their best battle tactic because they want to burn the game by turn three, and it doesn't play that way, then they're scrambling for options in turn four, turn five because they've gone elite. They've got they um, you've mm-hmm. got the attrition on your side, and you've still got points on the board and battle tactics up your sleeve.
1: Yeah. and and I've pl- I've never I mean. All the games that didn't last five turns is because someone threw everything into me and then the army died. Like, I've never gotten tabled in five turns in 25 games or so now. So Nurgle does play the five games and that's been consistently true, especially with Bellacore, I think plays a big role in that because those big monster uh, models that that could kill you don't do their job the way they're supposed to do do it. And
0: uh, that, that is just... A big one, yeah. Big, Talk big to me big about business. the rules. Talk to me about the rules while I mm-hmm. – originally I brought this up to stall you, but yeah. when you look at the Nurgle rules, you know, you've got the you've got the wheel, you've got the disease weapons, you've got, you know, disgusting resilience, you've got the locus of um blah, 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 the feculi, feculi whatever. Um, You can summon Nurgles, you can bring on, you know, plague bearers and trees. But then you've also got one of your lists or your primary list, was the the befouling Host where you get to add the second Feculent Narmor to the table. When you look at Nurgle and when you're building your lists, and you do give me like five lists, what is it you're building around? You know, are you trying to maximize disease and you're trying to put that seven tokens on your opponent every single turn? You know, are you really trying to build around the D3 heals from the Great Unclean One, Horticulous, blah, blah, blah? Or are there some of these things that you're just kind of tapping into and like what, what's your thinking here?
1: <clears throat> no. So none of the rules in, in this book are anything that you would build around. And uh, that's, that's what I was trying to say earlier. Really. There's nothing really exciting that's worth building around. There's just a lot of small bonuses that are nice to have. The biggest thing is probably disease because if you draw out the game and make it a slow, slow game and everything is kind of in the middle it will add up always you know it's it's not reliable it's not upfront damage that you can rely on to kill something that you want to die but if you're just in the middle there and you're bringing a bunch of a uh, bunch of models in and they're and you're just charging in with your 30 plague bears and touching six six enemy units which I've done many times and uh you know you just tie everything up and then you prevent it from piling in so you're taking minimal damage back and you're just piling on and on the disease points you know like you roll a couple of sixes here and there and then you know everything ticks up by a couple of disease every turn and that's that that is definitely a big part of how you win games and uh, it's also important that you know you do get that started so that's why Bellacore i won't always use the dark master turn one because something i'm worried about is someone just Saying, okay, fine. If if you know, if uh Kragnos goes first and I Bellicor him, he he's like, all right, I'll hold my whole army back for a turn and I'll charge you turn two. And uh then I'll still have you wiped off the board by turn four and I won the game. So you want to make sure that the the enemy is engaged or the opponent is engaged, right? And that you start all those small things, you know, rolling in. Beasts of Nurgle are just, you know, like you said, that locust so annoying because you charge them on different sides of um, of a unit then the opponent can't pile in. so there's only a few models swimming into them so they lose three or four wounds and then they heal again and then they lose three or four wounds again and they heal again and all of a sudden, all of a sudden these eight points eight point models uh, or eight wound models you know just live so long and and you fall back and you charge if if you feel that one of them is in danger you know it's just everything is annoying but you're not building around anything in particular same for the summoning great starting turn two you start getting a beast in it might make its charge probably not so by turn three you have an extra beast and then turn four an extra beast and turn five an extra beast but you know nothing that that you can rely on but all these small things that just help you the longer the game goes the better it is for you and the worse it is for your opponent so you just try to make it slow and painful and uh, as unfun as possible for the opponent and prevent all his toys from doing anything. Of course, you want your opponent to have fun, but that's just saying, you don't want him to get to play the game that he wants to play because you don't have an amazing game plan. You don't have amazing abilities that just are gonna crush him. You just have to make sure he doesn't get to do what he wanted to do. And that's how Nurgle wins the the game. That's that's really what I think. That's my philosophy behind the list.
0: You, you play a thinking person's game. That's really what you do. You know, whether you take the glotkin for the counter charge so mm-hmm. you can charge in the enemy's charge phase, whether you have, like, Nurglings, for example. They are – I hate Nurglings now. I, I used to think they were cute and funny. Now I hate them because, you know, when you put then play mm-hmm. in Sloppity Biopiper, you pin someone in and get one um, one model attacking – you don't kill the, the the Nurgling. It then heals up at the end of the turn. Yep. It's like this bloody stupid Nurgling. I hate you so much. Yep. But I think, you know, one of the things that I want to call out here and why I asked you the question is when Nurgle very first come out, I know a lot of people were thinking about disease tokens going, right, I need to get the maximum disease tokens as early as yep. possible. And people were talking about things like Soul Snare Shackles and um, what are they doing, like the Humble Spell Portal. Um, and I think it's, it's the Rockbringer Coven that if you or your, or the Sorcerers that if they cast an endless spell, it gets the kin of Noble keyword, which then means that I can give off disease tokens. So is that a strategy that kind of plays out? I think the answer is no. Do I look at my uh, units and look at what is the maximum things that could give me disease tokens? No. But they're nice, they're nice additions to the army that, again, just plays the slow grind
1: yeah and there's one thing you don't have on here which is the wheel which to me is the same thing you can't play around it because you don't know what you're going to get you 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 can't manipulate it but the wheel is actually powerful if you land on the right number and and you will play around it if you're i love starting with a four if i roll roll a four and that means they can't do heroic actions turn one and then turn two they don't get to pile in and they get minus one to their charge now all of a sudden you have board wide sloppity ballpiper action and that is just you can do some nasty things if you know that and you charge in with your beast of nurgles in annoying ways and uh you can just make someone not play the game it's awful there you go
0: i brought it up <sighs> you for it. i brought it up yep. for you there you go uh something i did not prepare prepare for early but quickly adapted and there's the nurgle wheel and i think You, if you are coming from the old book to the new book, you'll notice that the wheel has changed both what's on the wheel, but also you used to have far more control. And Tobias, the general feel that people feel like is that it's really like a 50 50. If you roll on one, two, or three to start the the wheel. So the wheel is an environmental thing. You roll a dice to see where you start the the cycle of corruption. If you land on like one, two, or three, it's like a bit of an average start. But when you start landing on like three, four, five, six, and you you know that that's a good start because you start looking at things like the I think is it number is it number five, number four, and number number four. It's stopping someone from using a rally or an inspiring presence is nasty. Um, You know, being able to stop someone from doing a pile in and they've got to move further away is nasty. There's some good stuff in here.
1: Yeah, there, there is my favorite one to start on is four <clears throat> against some armies. It could be five, but usually turn turn one, you put the sloppity in a way that everything's within fourteen. Turn two, once you charge and so on, some things are going to be out, you know. And so I'd rather have the no pollen board wide on turn two. And um, and then turn three, you know, now everything's engaged and everything has disease on where they're at. Yeah, yeah I can't yeah. see you.
0: That's right. i thought i'd just say hello to people while we're talking it's it's look it's a really good ability i think the key though is that it's random as all hell so you can't look at the wheel yeah don't look at the wheel and go right this is my my plan i'm gonna get this and i do this no it's it's a beneficial when it lands
1: yeah it's just you roll your dice and you and then you start thinking about how you can use it to mess with the game if you can if you start on a one you 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 can't do anything with it really like uh you just ignore that that game but it is what it is
0: i forgot to ask you by the way do you have any nurgling plushies like do you have the, the plushie i don't have the the plushie no uh, i've got a friend on tiktok who's just like just makes all he does is makes videos about <laughs> the nurgling so uh, and it's not even a nurgle player he's just obsessed with that bloody plushie. Um, and I think Kyle, we kind of already talked about the matchup against gargans. I think the challenge is, is that you can't lift the gargant, you don't have the raw damage output of the gargant. Yeah, you've got to play around it with your tactics and your you've got some sh- shenanigans, but you're not gonna raw kill them.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I, you will kill them. And and when I was speaking about it earlier, bellicor helps that matchup a lot. So, um, you know, making one of the great bit. Be- Gatebreakers not do anything uh, for a turn is great, especially Gargans with how big their bases are and how terrain is often set these days, um, you know, like, it, look, I know they can ignore terrain, but with how big their bases, they can't, you know, they still have to land on the other side of the terrain. If you, if you block the guy that's in front, you know, you might block two Gargans from getting on objectives that turn and, you know, you, you feel a little bit bad about yourselves when about yourself when you block over a thousand points in there in their deployment zone, it's 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 really good. So,
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up a question, then bring up your list at the same time, mm-hmm. right? So, um Autumn asked a good a really good question. Actually, is if I was gonna bring the Rotbringer sorcerers the or the coven. Is there any particular Endless Spells that you would prioritize over others? I've got a few ideas, but I'd love to hear what you think.
1: Well, actually, I I painted the Burning Head just because I had a list where I had 20 points left over. And uh, Belakor and the Great Unclean One together have more spells to cast than useful spells that they can cast. So, you know, just a few extra more Wounds would have been useful. And then I also painted the Gnashing uh, Moss, whatever that that one's called, Uh, because for me one of the main things i like endless spells for is blocking movement again if if you fail that unbind or some people forget that the heroic action is can be to unbind something when they have a non-magic army and you just put a big base that moves 3d6 and put it in an annoying spot you can really mess with people so but yeah but otherwise i don't really have any that i think are that useful because i also don't think the coven is one of the most useful units in the book.
0: No, I think if I was going to do it, um, and I've mentioned this on a few videos with Noble, I love the Emerald Life Swarm, especially if you're going into like Plague Bearers. Like if you're going to have like three wound Plague Bearers and that's a strategy to bring back, especially on the double tap 2d6 worth of, of, of Plague Bearers who are now going to have two or three wounds could be a worthy addition um, Soul Snare Shackles is another one that I really like because it's three bases. That's three opportunities to be giving out uh, your disease tokens, and it's three points. As you said, you can use the bases to deny charges, pile
1: Isn't Isn't the Life Swarm D three heal, and then you yeah? Can but when heal... you su-
0: but when you summon it, you get to but double tap the yeah, first but time.
1: it's two. D three. It's two D3. So yeah, that's what I said. Oh, okay. I thought you said two D six. Well, and the thing is, so. There was another uh, there was a podcast where you're talking about how great the lifeform is and that upset me because it used to be great when play bears were one wound and you brought back between two and six and now you bring back between zero and two so i don't i don't like the life form at all especially if they're on three wounds you have to ro- roll fives and sixes to bring any of them back or you know because because you yeah, have you- to get that number of wounds
0: of the model yeah you would ha- yeah true true you'd have to you you would definitely want to do the emerald life swarm first before you try to boost them up to three wounds because yeah you're yeah, right that's true if they're on th- yeah, you, just yeah the you'd, you'd always order, do
1: but-, but still you you get two at the most you, before you could get and you could get zero before it was two to six so it was a lot better <laughs> um
0: I, yeah, I, I can see where you're coming from that, but shackles is definitely one that yep. I think is worth looking into. Yep. Uh, it, it is.
1: It, it, I mean, shackles is amazing. Uh, I, I'm always scared of people trying to block my movement with, uh, you know, with uh, with spells because I move four. I mean, I can't, if you put a spell in front of my models and I roll a three trying to unbind it, well, I can't move, you know, because that spell's there and I move four inches and, my great unclean one's not going to go anywhere, and neither are my plague bearers. Maybe they can walk around it if I auto-advance them. But...
0: Yeah, and, and Sean here mentioning, you know, burning head, once you send out the mortal wounds, it automatically dispels, so it means you can keep recasting it later, yep. which is great. The, you know, the suffocating, suffocating grave tide, which has those, you know, long bases, can be helpful as well. So there's a lot of good options if you want to build around it. But I think the challenge that you find as a noble player is that you just don't have the points. Yep. Like you, you, I imagine your lists are probably always over points and you're always pulling things off because so, you're over.
1: Yeah. Before that, I had I had one less beast and a base of Nurglings and that gave put me at 1980. So I put the Burning ahead and I tried it for a couple of times because, uh, you know, the Great Unclean one cast <clears throat> Fleshy Abundance. And then he can cast a shield on himself. And then Bellacore can do Arcane Bolt. And and Feeble Foe, he'll basically never be in range. And when he's in range, the unit's dead anyway. It's never been useful to me. So I'd much rather cast Burning Head. Um, But it also wasn't that useful. And then I I stopped playing Nurglings and I just added a Beast of Nurgle. So, yeah, I I stopped.
0: so here's your Cherokee list. So anyone who has a keen eye noticed that I messed up and I actually put your second list in. So if you noticed it, um, good good job to you. But we will talk about it. Uh, but this is the one that you went for and won at the Cherokee Open. And for most people, you probably heard people talking about plague bearers. You heard about Pascal Blight Lords and you hear about um, Black Kings. But there is some really solid secret list tech that people like yourself, I know a few other people have been playing around with, And I really like the beast of Nurgle because on the surface you're like, eh, so what? It can retreat and charge. Whoop-dee-doo. But when you start then combining it with all this denial that we've talked about Mm -hmm. literally for an hour, the value really starts to come out. So the first list, Tobias, you're going to read us through is Bellacore. You've got a great unclean one who has the flail and massive bile sword. You've got the Nurgling infestation, the wither, wither stave, and Fleshy Abundance. You've got a sloppity wildpiper. And one thing I'm curious about with the sloppity is why you've chosen it to be in the list. It seems like a lot of people will default summon sloppity into the list. You've also got uh, 30 plague bearers. You've got uh, one, two, three, four, five units of uh, beasts of Nurgle. So that's 18, uh, so 1985, um, two drops at 137 wounds. And obviously, remember, 137 wounds. <clears throat> with a five up ward.
1: Yep. So, okay. A few things, um, we've already talked about, and I think he's amazing. I, I think everyone agrees. He's, he's a good model anyway, but in Maggotkin, he's that I've played him. He's just so good. I can't see myself making a list without him. I've tried to make a lot of lists without him. And then every time I, I do, I see, well, if i remove these three beasts of Nurgle or whatever. And just put Bellacore in there, wouldn't that list be much better? And every time I tell myself, Yes, yes, definitely, it's better. Bellacore has to be in there. I can't take Bellacore out of there. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I don't think I can play without Bellacore anymore because he's just so useful in the current meta. Then, the a yeah. great unclean one, uh, just the melee one, uh, the one with the bell gives you a little bit extra summoning, but I don't think he actually makes a difference like the summoning. Points that he gives you don't make a difference, and you just do less damage. And I'll, I'll talk about why they don't make a difference afterwards. Uh, nerging infestation, easy, <clears throat> by far the best one. Minus one to hit. You just want your your great and clean one to survive a little bit longer. Wither stave, honestly, doesn't do that much. It's plus one to the disease rolls. Some games it's done a few extra mortal wounds. Some games it hasn't. I'm thinking about adding, doing the tome or something else because. But but again, the book doesn't have any exciting relics in there that there, there's some good ones for the mortals, but not for the great unclean one. If I had a mortal hero in there, I'd definitely put a uh relic on him. And then fleshy abundance, must-have with the plague bearers. Uh it's amazing when it goes off. It's I just feel bad. I just feel bad when when a big model goes in there and does absolutely nothing, you know. Um <clears throat> and uh because i i played kragnos before i played bellacore once and it was literally uh kragnos and you know six pigs charging great uh plague bears and they fought them for uh three or four rounds of combat and there were and there were some left you know and uh i just you don't even care you know whether you ki- whether you go hot and you kill eight plague bears or you whiff and you kill four i don't care these aren't worth anything they're just there for you to stay where you are for a couple of turns and uh, that's what they do the sloppity so can, can, can,
0: before we get before we get yeah. to sloppity I, I just want to rewind really quickly to the the great unclean one because a lot of people disliked the great unclean one they thought the points were too expensive for what sure. it did and the and the war scroll was was not as good as what they were expecting for the points Talk me through why you think the Great Unclean one is a good use of 500 points. It just seems to me that most people are grabbing those 500 on points and investing them into Lords. That seems to be where people have kind of gone, right, well, Great Unclean one isn't as good as what it used to be. I'm, I'm lacking damage. I'm going to go Lords.
1: Yeah, and that's a fair point. Um, the best thing about him, honestly, for me is that Fleshy Abundance. <clears throat> that spell, when it goes off against armies where I need it, uh, is amazing. And uh, some games he does nothing because uh, <clears throat> people avoid him and don't fight him, and he just walks around and he doesn't get anywhere with his four four movement giant base. But uh, in 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 some games he does he does I, I played dragons and you know the dragons kill the plague bearers and then the great unclean one just walks across the board and killed five dragons or something like that. You know, just, uh, his, his, uh, shooting attack is also surprising. I always, uh, my command points are, are, I always have plenty cause I have nothing good to spend them on. I don't do plus one to hit or plus one to save on plague bears or, you know, I, I always have command points. So if someone charges me, I unleash shell and I, I, I puke on them with the great unclean one and uh, he's killed a dragon in uh doing that because again very swingy can't count on it but you never know that's that's how everything is here d6 uh shots if you roll a six then you hit on threes wound on twos minus three rend two damage so that's potentially 12 damage and that minus three rend uh, i mean that's that's really surprising for some people and then the other thing is you know you get to stomp before the fight so you might do an extra four more to wounds again so you can really kill things that charge you great and clean one. Uh, but to me, I would never play him if I didn't have the th- thirty plague bears. I mean, he goes with the thirty plague bearers, and uh, and because he's an awesome model, and I don't really know what else I would put in here, uh, because once I take him out and I put a maggot lord in there, then all of a sudden I I don't like the plague bears as much as I I used to because. So, yeah. I, I I would
0: one hundred percent agree with that. Like if you're. If you're not going to, you need some things to kind of tie up with the Plague Bearers. And mm-hmm. if you were going to take Plague Bearers, you probably would drop them to a unit of 10, maybe 20 at most. But it is a point, a bit, that's 50% of your army. The Great yeah. Unclean one with the 30 Plague Bearers is 50% of your army.
1: Yep. And, and what I do sometimes, if really something big hits the Plague Bearers and you need to send someone, he's always standing next to them in, in my deployment. And you need someone to come and and hit that thing whether it's a mall crusher or Kragnos. uh well the great unclean one is so slow but i would literally remove plague bearers that are killed in order to you know make clear his path so that he has the shortest possible distance to walk over there and get his charge on my turn so you know he is often the the guy that walks over there and then just murders whatever you know whatever frost lord or Mark rusher came and uh, charged the plague bears and I need to get rid of them so he he does have some uses and he does he does shine in some games
0: and to autumn's point you know you could always put like the arcane tome on a minor hero um to get that fleshy abundance but you know obviously the challenge is that you know it's not nearly as many wounds right so you mm-hmm. you will lose that eventually especially if we're in long strikes sentinels yep. man skewer bows bow snakes mm-hmm. so you 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 do play into that if that does happen um and, people and, and waste, just... yeah people waste damage on
1: him because they're scared of him he's big he's fat he's there in the middle he does damage so long strikes shooting him i mean great they're not going to kill him then he's going to heal 2d3 you know and uh and yeah he he has some uses for sure
0: Before you go into Sloppy, one more burning question around the Nurgling Infestation. Mm -hmm. Now, you obviously get a a whole bunch of bonus, Like, is it your minus one to hit against the Great Unclean one because of the Infestation? Mm -hmm. Are you summoning Nurglings to get the (laughs) extra ability off the back of the Nurgling Infestation, or are you just purely going for the minus one to hit?
1: No, I I, I summon Beasts of Nurgle 90% of the time. Uh, Most games, I just summon four Beasts of Nurgle, and that's it and uh, the nurglings don't don't really do anything so if if i was if i was summoning them it's because i'm short on points and i have eight contagion points and so it's better than nothing on turn 4 or 5
0: i was just wondering cuz you do, there is an extra set of rules that yeah. you get the plus 1 to hit against you know blah 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 if there's nurglings within range so i i wasn't sure if you were tapping into that part of the the ability or you were purely just going for the minus 1 so yeah. it, that was kind of what I thought you would say, but I thought I did want to call it out for anyone who might be thinking about it. Now, please, sloppity ballpipe for the whole way. This so, this guy is a turd sandwich. I I've, hate him so much.
1: Exactly, exactly. And I've, I've seen so many people uh, talk about summoning him because GW did this thing where, where they trick, trick you into thinking that you get good value by summoning him because he's 130 points and seven contagion points, right? Whereas the Beast of Nurgle is 110 points and 10 contagion points. How does that make any sense? I'm going to summon him. No. Terrible idea. So first of all, there's some matchups where he's basically useless against shooting armies. Because, you know, they don't care about piling in. And they can shoot him. If they have a unit that wants to pile in, they'll just shoot him and he's dead. Where you need him is against, again, those super aggressive, super fast melee armies. And against those armies, you need him turn one. That's when you need it not not turn four they're in melee like what if you summon him even if you have that stupid great unclean one with a bell who doesn't do anything you're still not even guaranteed to get seven contagion points turn one so you might summon him even if you that means you you're getting the bad great unclean one and you are befouling host and you might still only summon him turn two because now you have something on your side of the board you know so you only get six uh, contagion points so that means the opponent might have two turns before you summon him. Like, the game is over. Again, he's about slowing down the game. I want him turn one, or I don't want him at all, right? And uh, me being at 1965 wouldn't make a difference, right? It, who cares? So I want him turn one against some armies so that he has that no pile in aura. And, uh, and I'm not going to summon him. I'm not going to wait uh, two turns to summon him. Sometimes when he dies, I summon him again on turn four. Uh, but uh, usually when I summon him on turn four, it's because the Great Actine One's dead, and he's dead. And I need another hero to do heroic actions <laughs> and summon more stuff. So you know, I have to summon him from a tree. It's happened a couple of times. Um, but yeah, that's, that's what he does. He's, and, and then he's just amazing. I mean, I think most people know that no pylon is what you use almost all the time. And then in some instances where there is no, no pylon, and it's just a slugfest. You do the mortal wounds on sixes to wound, and you probably summon the herald in that case because you have thirty plague bearers that are in a slap fest and you want the extra, you want the extra sixes to hit and the extra sixes to wound, and that's it.
0: I was going to ask you if you that because you're putting sloppy on the table, does that mean you're bringing in the like the, the smallpox griffinar uh, as a summon instead, <clears throat> uh, especially because you have got the plague bearers. Like if you didn't have the plague bearers, those heralds aren't nearly as important, but between sloppity and the the other heralds good combinations yep. with the plague bearers but i guess so, then the other point is if the great unclean one's working with the plague bearers it's almost like you're over investing in that part of the board where you've got other parts to consider no.
1: yeah th- i mean the sloppity so again I, I summon beasts almost all the time sometimes the herald if i if i string my plague bearers out like a madman because they can't select one to to kill and i just want everything to be touched and everything to die with disease um then i might and 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 they're not going to die quickly then i'll have the herald there and they'll have to stop me and it will just be incredibly annoying for my opponent uh once i summon 10 plague bearers because i had the cp and all i cared about is holding an objective and not having it taken away but otherwise it's just always beast 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 so turn two and on i usually summon a beast of Nurgle every single turn
0: well, let's talk about those beasts. Let's talk about the beasts of Nurgle. The people that probably, and we'll get to the fly list, and we'll talk mm-hmm. about some other things. Look, the plague bearers are just a tar pit of wounds. You know, yep. whether, whether it's sixty wounds because they don't have fleshy abundance, or ninety wounds with fleshy abundance. You know, they did lose a whole bunch of like the olden days where it'd be minus. You know, a, a unit this size would be minus two to hit, minus one in shooting and combat. They used to, It's now just simplified to be a, a a standard minus one. Mm -hmm. But but talk to me about these beasts of Nurgles because most people would look at that and go, well, Tobias, you mentioned right at the show, you were talking about the fact that Nurgle struggles on the objective. So why wouldn't you have more plague bearers? Why wouldn't you have Blight Kings? Why would you put so many points into these one model units? So the
1: beasts... First of all, they do mortal wounds almost, I mean, nothing does mortal wound except the stomp from the great unclean one, which is amazing. I love it. And, uh, and the beast of Nurgle and it's upfront damage. It's not the the, the mortal wounds from the disease that happened at the end. So if you want to kill something, the beast of Nurgle can come in and, and kill it and they don't get tied up, right? They can just fall back and charge something else next turn. And, uh. You know, if you have several units you might charge in and the impact is on everything within an inch on a two up. So sometimes you get to roll two or even three dice, right? So they do a deceptive amount of damage in the charge there. And, uh, you can charge them on two sides of the unit, you know, like make their pylons less efficient, things like that. They're just, uh, very versatile. I mean, they're, they're, they're really a good unit after having played with them and they're worth their 110 points. I still feel, even though I've been doing well. On their own, Nurgle is is pointed maybe a little bit on the high side, but in the current meta, it just works so well. You know, um, tying things up, scoring points, and uh, but the beasts the bees are cool. They're just very versatile, uh, and yeah.
0: I think some other things to call out is that the fact that they can fly, so it's deceptive. I probably you know you can retreat and charge and the model well it doesn't fly but when it retreats no. it counts as if it flies
1: yeah you, you literally um, can't you can't even clear a 25 millimeter base with that so i don't it helps you, you don't worry about that it, it helps you you know pile out like across a base a little bit but it almost does nothing because you can't advance when you fall back so
0: no that's correct Yeah, so you can't, i mean
1: you, they have a 60 mil base right so you literally you can't even clear the base of a twenty five millimeter model that you would want to move across, and then you would still be. I mean, you would you can't even move across it, and even if you could, you would still be in melee. So, it, it has yeah, very cause it, little.
0: Yeah. Because it because you move five, and if you're trying to maximize the uh, the pestilent pestilent battering ram and trying to get multiple units in. Within an inch to do the you know the the D three mortal wounds, you're right. There, that that can then that can be quite tough to then fly over screens and get yourself out. So yeah. the fly it's doesn't almost do like, anything. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. And I guess the other call out as well is that it gives you disease tokens before it retreats potentially on a four up. So you know overall, it's a it's a great unit. It is it eight is. wounds, but yep. it is one model on the objective, which. Two. Really puts a lot of oh it counts as two sorry you're right yes uh, I'm, I'm more thinking like it's not five or ten or something yeah. it's, not, it's not large no, but it uh, is good
1: it'll do damage you know because if again if you have three beasts uh, fighting something and uh, you know like uh, two of them will fall back again maybe generating extra disease and then either charge back in if that unit is worth it or they'll go charge something else you know if that if that unit was was de- done anyway and. They actually by themselves. They can defeat a lot of those smaller units, objective holders like uh, adjudicators or what are the, I don't know the sorry, liberators and the, the vindictors or whatever yeah, those new ones are called. vindictors, yeah, yeah. If you get a, if you get a charge off, you do three mortal wounds. You do disease, maybe may I I always consider them doing zero damage. But if the, one of their attack gets through, they do two more damage. You know, kill one. Then there's you know a couple mortal wounds at the end. Oh, and that unit. Did two wounds to you. You're you're gonna kill them in a couple of turns, and that's it. You know, so they're they're pretty they're pretty decent like that.
0: Yeah, and with the vindictors, like it's easy to get only one or two in with sloppity. Um, is there anything else you'd want to call out? Because I know you've got a variant on this list that I just want to you know give you the time and space to talk about the Glocken variant. It's it's similar but different. Um, yep. Before we get into the bug list, is anything else you want to call out from this particular build?
1: So again, one thing. My toughest game was against uh, uh, Bone Splitters with Cragmont. So a bunch of pigs—they ran up the board, zoned me off the objectives, right, and pinned me into my deployment zone, which is tough. It's against Calvin Reary. I think he he, he writes yeah, in some yeah. blogs, yeah. So I played him, and it was it was a two point game at the end, you know. And if I hadn't made a charge, I would have won by a minor victory. Uh, at the very end, I had to make an 11-inch charge. Otherwise, it would have been a minor victory, which I have never had one, so that would have been kind of exciting. Anyway, so this this unit, this list, doesn't punch through things very well. So if you just beat me on the objective, you zone me out, and I have to remove your stuff before I can even move onto it, that's that's going to be tough. So that's why if the meta moves more towards hordes, and again, I was talking about you know the 120 zombies, i think this list would struggle it's very good against an elite an elite meta where you where the plague bearers can body elite units out on objectives and bellicore can tell a 600 point model to not do anything for a couple of turns great but if you actually have to do wounds you know uh then all of a sudden that Glot king and ten uh ten blight kings uh you know would be a lot more helpful but but they would be a lot more vulnerable to long strikes and things like that which uh you know right now are i'm not very worried about long strikes Uh, but they might go away with uh, idk so we'll see
0: yeah, and and I'll I will get your thoughts at some point on Fire Slayers and IDK, and if that changes mm-hmm. any of, and even like um we had the the mm-hmm. Battle Scroll, we had the changes with the I mean the only thing that you've got impacted there from the Battle Scroll would be Bellacor. Um yeah. But I'll, I'll get that, that towards that. you we'll, we'll, once we get through the list. We'll we'll talk about those kind of little wrap up things. Um, you, the other build that you had that you sent to me was. It has a lot of similarity to some similarity to this. You had Bellacore, but you had the Glotkin. So you had dropped Sloppity and you had mm. dropped the Great Unclean one. So you've got Glotkin and you've got Bellacore. You've got 10 Black Kings and then four Beasts of Nurgle. So mm. you've dropped on the Beast of Nurgle, you've dropped the Plague Bearers and the Great Unclean one, but in its place the Glotkin. How does this list differ by having a Glotkin and in a interchange of Black <clears> Kings versus um? Plague bears. so
1: in the current so first of all I have to give uh credit as is someone that I, that I was chatting with uh on messenger that made this list and uh and I've I've been building towards it because I'm worried about a shift towards horde meta and or more just more models and the 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 Blythe king's, kings would really be better than plague bears in that case uh even though they are more fragile and more vulnerable to you know elite uh elite uh just fighting units that really punch above their weight uh because even if you know you do the glutton shenanigans and you charge it's their turn so they get to fight first so if you charge blight kings into kragnos he's he's still going to do his thing first you know but yeah that list is basically i think a little bit less resilient than what i'm running now but it has more ability to remove models and uh to shift larger units often objective and uh then the Glotkin has i mean that that would be that would be a whole other discussion but there's so many ways you can mess with your opponent in their movement phase with the Glotkin. so you know you, i think you've already talked about that in another video
0: <laughs> yeah like the, the Glotkin, and he is like i always still love the idea of having like a summoned nurgling base and you know, you use the counter charge with the Nurglings to go into someone who had chosen slayer Warlord, Broken Ranks, and you know, they're going in for that unit and you slingshot something in. Yes, the Nurgling's gonna die. Yes, the beast of Nurgle is gonna die, whatever you slingshot in, but you've denied them the charge to get into whatever they you know, they've buffed up with spells and abilities in order to go slay the warlord broken rank whatever with it is. with
1: Bellacor, what you have to think about it could ma- and it would make it worse because on their turn, I mean you move up to the objectives and then you tell them on their turn whatever big unit you have isn't going to do anything and then you're going to bring your smaller stuff to try to contest the objectives and I'm going to charge it with my giant 500 and 700 point elite units right and yeah so so
0: yeah I, I wasn't even going to add that layer of the onion on. Like, just like, that's just like if having the glotkin and the counter charge ability alone, then you add the the bellacore to it and then the three ups stopping them from doing things. All of a sudden you've made it a really tough time. But, mm-hmm. you know, uh, what I'm loving from this is that you're showing off a whole bunch of ways that if someone wants to run around with the glotkin, or they want to run with the Magath Lord, they want to run yeah. their great unclean one. They love their plague bearers, whatever it is there's a whole bunch of ways to build your list and build a competitive force, which yep. leads us then to the fly spam, as um, some people mentioned earlier. But the people... Why why are, are Puscoils good? Like, why are flies... <clears throat> because you've got no bodies. You've got, yep. what, 4, 8, 10, 13, 13 troops, plus two yep. heroes.
1: So... Well, so this list... This is probably a list I would play right now if I had the courage to paint 13 flies because God, there's so many different uh, surfaces on them. They're gonna take forever. I don't wanna do it, but this is the list I want to play. So the flies are similar to Beasts of Nurgle, right? Uh, They're faster, they do impact hits and they can actually do some damage, you know? Uh, They're tough here you have 125 wounds so it's a little bit less than the previous uh list but you're a lot faster you do more damage and you actually have a save right like and and you can make slight variations to this you can take two plus out and put another lord affliction in there if you want to you know have some backup when you're summoning or whatever but it's basically the same list and then this list plays drowned men right so you move you move your whole ar- army up 16 inches you're one drop this time and you try you you capture the objectives if they're in the center, and now you charge your opponent. You you pin them in their on their side of the board, and if they have something scary, because again, flies you can't necessarily kill everything, uh, even though you do mortar wound impact hits. But if they have something scary, you don't even care about that side of the board, because when it's there, you just ignore that. You tie up you know half of their army and, and mostly kill it. And then when it's their turn, Bellacor just points at their Kraken or Maw Crusher and says, no, no, no. Just whatever is going on, just let it go on a little bit longer. Nobody go on the objectives, you know, and uh, just, you know, watch this happen. And and you get, you're going to have 13 Flies with the Lord of Afflictions, you know, such awesome command trait and artifact, you know, uh, the turning off command abilities and they're just going to murder, you know, the, the chaff. I mean, and then things like... Uh, Lumineth and so on. I mean, they're going to hate that list. They're going to hate playing against it. Yeah, so... Yeah, and and,
0: and they're going to hate it because they just want to do chip damage, right? Like a lot of the time, they're just throwing sheer numbers at you um because the blight the the puscoil blight lords they've got how many wounds do they eat? Six? I'm go- no, I'm more. no
1: it's it's a uh it's uh eight. eight for the lord of affliction and the puscoils as well i believe let me pull it up so yeah. i'm not lying to you right here uh yes they have eight so they have eight wounds each four up save they have five attacks on the on the guy and then six on the fly so each of them has 11 attacks Right. so you have you have just your your basic guys here it's four four 10 13 of them so 13 times 11 attacks right plus the impact hits that do mortal wounds plus the lord of afflictions you know who who also does something plus bellacore who also moves 14 inches i mean you're just going to go in there and uh and you know you're going to clear some chaff and
0: help that please continue
1: yeah i mean to me right again i'm not playing this 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 is theory but if I had the models, this is what I would be playing because to me this is right now this the strongest list I can imagine uh making myself on on Maggot King. And it just it just seems disgusting. If you go first, there's so many armies you're just gonna block in their side on their side of the board and you're gonna avoid like that big scary thing they have. And they're not gonna even be able to punch you back once it's their turn. And then, you know, like they're not gonna score. Even if they somehow come back and fight through that. I mean they're not going to come back and score after
0: that how how would this list change if it was not the pasco blight laws but rather the plague drones
1: the plague drones are you know i told you there's maybe a couple of units that are a little bit less less efficient and the plague drones is one of those units for me uh the plague drones unfortunately you know they take up more space you, you if you reinforce them, they're six models, which is annoying. Their their shooting attack is only seven inch range, which is one of their you know th- that's one of the worst parts. They don't get the pregame move that you get in ground, Man, so they 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 just wouldn't function that way. You you couldn't do the same list with them.
0: No, no, no. But like for someone who who maybe likes more of the the uh, plague drones as opposed to. Yeah um the blood and yet yeah, germ to your point you know the five up save certainly doesn't give yep. you as much value they're also not um, as tough correct correct they're not as tough grave on how would i make the Nergling spam with morbidex work i would do a similar list to what i would do is i would do a similar list to the first one obviously drop the, the great unclean one drop the plague bearers drop back a couple of beasts of Nurgle, but in its place, bring in both, two two of the maggoth Lords and have a couple of bases of Nurgling that have like a, a maybe two units of six and a unit of three or something. Um, obviously you have to play around with points. I'm, I'm making this up on the yeah. spot, but I'd have, instead of having the ground clean one, I'd have both. I'd have, uh, is it H- Horgots? And I'd have um, Morbidex plus yeah. a bunch of Nurgling bases. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that particular question.
1: Well, I mean, and I sent you a list with one of the Magus Lords because again, I love those models as well, and I think you can make good lists with them. I think they're all decent. Uh, and uh, what yeah. what I would do with the Magus Lords is that now you can't play the drop game, so you still have to play the drop game. Except you want to do you want to go up and be like 12, 13, 14 drops. You know, definitely don't don't do a battalion because you don't want to lower your drops. You want to put like a couple of trash units out there and see where where they deploy everything. But yeah, the magoth lords are good. I would still play Bellacore because Bellacore just makes Nurgle it, it makes you slow down the game. It it works with your game plan so well, you know, and you you shut down those things that could kill a magoth lord, you know. And so your magoth lord goes and charges them and things like that. And and yeah.
0: I- I played a game actually with one of the guys in my Discord server uh on TTS and that was literally what he had done. He had a bunch of Nurgling bases supported by Beast of Nurgle with Sloppity Biopiper in the back end was two of the Maggot lords. Um and you know it was pure control. And um yeah. I was playing a list that didn't really have a lot of shooting. Um I, I went a bit of a conservative build. I just didn't have the tools to get into the the sloppity Bar Piper, and it just the grind just kept me from being on the objective and the um the retreating beast of Nurgle just kept pinning me in which was really good because it yep. stopped me from piling in and getting maximum damage from the models that i had so that's kind of how i would do it and then because i wasn't doing enough damage the nurgling bases would just heal up so
1: yeah yeah you can definitely play that you can play ridiculous slime ux and uh yeah all the maggoth lords are pointed well i think and uh, yeah, you can you can make good lists with any of the models that you that you like in here, and uh, that that's definitely one of the strengths for uh, of this book to me.
0: You you had the changes to um, the the battle scroll I mentioned. We talk mm-hmm. about this, right? So, Nurgle is relatively unaffected. If you look at pure Nurgle, um, you're, you you're not any prime hunters, and you're not any priority targets. Now, your list obviously has Belacore, which is a priority target. So you would give up an extra victory point, potentially more uh, against the Prime Hunter army. But has Battle Scroll changed the way you think about Nurgle, the units you've selected? No. Will it change the way that you play on the table? That's probably no. the second part of the question. No,
1: Belacore dies because I, I put him out there, and after he's done his job, you know, people still think he's dangerous somehow. Even they they don't realize you know because he just did this scary thing, but now he he's done and so you know I can I can use him as a distraction, counter effects out there and just send him out. He dies. they are gonna get an extra command po- uh, an extra point, but I've never lost a game by a point, so I I don't know. I, I, it's not gonna matter. I think it, it it's not even gonna matter for armies that you know for dragons. I don't think it's gonna mat- matter match for eleven dragons. Even though you get a bunch of points, you know, I don't I don't see it doing much.
0: Yeah, I think it's mostly going to make them more aggressive if they haven't already been aggressive. Yeah. Like, because you're giving it away. I think Sean, Sean asked a question, which I know the answer to, but I'm going to ask it anyway because I like Sean. He's asked, what about Furies? Would you drop Bellacor for Furies? I think we all know the answer there.
1: No. I mean, I have Furies because my plan was I also I, – I started painting some demons of Zinj. Because my plan was, I just want to do all the Chaos Demons, and I wanted to do Legions of the First Prince. Which there, I am going to say maybe uh, this battle scroll is going to is going to impact it. Because yeah, you, you are actually trying to play a slow control game, and you're not going to point out that much. So uh, you know, having a few extra points that you lose on on that list might might make it yeah bad enough because even the pinks like even the pinks get, get a freaking point against them so yeah that's rough.
0: i was I was going to ask you about legion of the first prince because you can and i'm not going to ask you too much about it but you know the, the great thing as well is you can you take this list and almost like bring it over to legion of the first prince mm-hmm. and because your first list is all demons there's no problems pointing it over the second list a little problem because you got the black kings but and the glock but your demons could obviously jump in pretty quickly. And if you want to have a mixed force with Korn, Slanesh, or or Zinch as well, you you can there's a completely different play style there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, still control, but just a very different version of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What about what about Nurgle? Oh, Nurgle. What about Fire Slayers and IDK? So they've just gotten their latest books. Um I won't ask you about Daughters and Nighthawk. We don't know exactly what's coming in yeah. just yet, but Will that change the way Nurgle interacts on the table, the competitive level, or even the tools you might use in order to deal with IDK and Fire Slayers?
1: So IDK just seems so strong. So I'm, I'm going to have to play a game and see how that match goes. You know, um, they, they seem so strong. So IDK for Nurgle might be a tough matchup because it's probably going to be a tough, tough matchup for everyone um and it'll depend on the list one thing that i'm going to say always fight first on the whole army that is not going to be that is not great against Nergal because what that's going to what what that's going to do is that either you know at, at the end of the combat phase i'm going to remove i don't care that my plague bearers fight or not right so i'm going to remove casualties that either you maybe you start your turn and you're not going to be in range you're gonna be within three, but not in melee range where you can actually hit. And you're not gonna be able to pile in. And then your whole mm-hmm. army has to activate. I mean, you're gonna fall back. But if you stayed in melee, your whole army would have to activate before I go, which means you do nothing. And now I get to pile in with my units and actually fight you. So that would be terrible. Uh, or, you know, if if I go first and you're on the fight in again, you know, I would try to make it... it, it anyway with the no pile in it really screws with it you know i'm just happy that you have to activate all your your units and don't do the damage that that you were hoping
0: to do and then i get to pile in fully and you don't get any extra attacks right so um I was thinking there's two things that works in your favor. One is the no piling stuff. So I think mm-hmm. against no, nur- you definitely want to have, even if you don't want to go full demons, I think sloppity and a couple of tools, whether it's Nurgling Bases, Plague Bearers, or be- Abyss of Nurgle, some of that in any list would be really valuable against Deepkin. The other one would be Forgotten Nightmares, which makes you shoot against a unit that is closest to you. Mm-hmm. Now, that works in your favor because you have a lot of short-range shooting, and it's normally going into the thing that you want to kill anyway. I, so I have, it's not like vomit. you're trying to – yeah, but you're not trying to snipe, <laughs> you know, those things in yeah. the backfield, right? So It's a seven-inch
1: shot, and that's it. That's yes, That's literally correct. all I have right now, yeah
0: which is a big tool of theirs. So, you know, you're not going to be worried nearly as much of that. But I think where that might come in really interesting is what does it do to some of the stronger armies? What's it going to do to dragons? What's it going to do to Stormcast, Mm Bow Snakes? Exactly. Uh, You know, Lumineth, like Lumineth Sentinels, right? You now don't get to choose who you target. So is that now going to drop them from their power level slightly? And is that going to now change the fundamentals of the meta? So.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. So IDK will have to see the matchup, And I I think Nurgle is probably one of the better armies to play against him. Cause again, Nurgle isn't trying to do anything fancy. I I don't have anything exciting that I'm trying to get off and that you're going to mess up. I'm just trying to find a way of messing up your game and with all their fancy shenanigans, there's going to be some things that you can screw up for sure. Right? Like you, you, you choose again, a model that can't activate at the wrong moment. Anyway, you, you're going to be able to do something. And I think Nurgle probably has played in, into IDK, but the biggest thing is the meta is going to shift around IDK. If there's enough IDK out there, or especially the the you know the tournament players that are hoping to go 5-0 and or whatever, they're not going to bring long strikes anymore. That, that's what I think. You know, that's That's gone. So how is the meta going to change? And it's going to take time, because first, the long strikes are going to go away, and then people are going to figure out, well, now that the long strikes are gone, what can i bring that i used to not bring anymore so it's going to take a few months for the meta to evolve just because of that crazy idk book
0: plus you're giving away the stuff at the priority targets and you know you might see judicators taking the spot or you might find that people aren't going all in on their shooting but either way it's good to hear and like fire slayers again you know they've got some good they've got some good counter charging abilities they've got some good Mm -hmm. melee um the rune sun on magma droth i think has got some good things in there um, but it's a very again a very melee focused army, so I think you can with your resilience and your you know adding wounds and all those yep. things, you're probably in a good spot. And they're they're, they're relatively slow as well, so I don't think them changing too much. Um, will will ra- make uh, Raptors go away? I don't know. I don't know. I think it depends on how they play out, and and yeah. I think there's a the risk that shooting will be peeled back a little.
1: And, yeah, and he might be right. uh, You know because. If everything in their army is valuable, if everything's a good target because their army is just good, then that might be true. But if you have to, if, yeah, we'll have to see. I, I think yeah, and- it will make them less, less prevalent.
0: Yeah, other consideration is a general's handbook is likely about three months away as well. So what that brings to the table and what that's going to incentivize will obviously change a lot. So I think you'll, you'll see even evolving meta. And I think to Mm -hmm. your point, the next couple of months, you know, you'll see Nurgle really coming into play, but maybe two burning questions and I'll let you go, go do your thing. Um, what are some of the keys to your victories? Like, you know, you've done well, uh, I'm an aspiring Nurgle player and I want to get the most out of these limited models on the table. What's, what's the key to my success?
1: uh the key to your success I mean really you have to play the long game you know like try to make the game to slow down the game as much as you can and uh and that's really the key to to victory you want to score you want to prevent your opponent from doing whatever fancy stuff the army tries to do and um and yeah don't fall into these traps like I was talking with the Sloppity you know don't try to get to think you're getting a good deal uh you know by summoning him no you, you think about what your game plan is and and do what you have to do have the the tools in place for me i dropped nervings for example that's a good example too because okay you can you can come in in the back line and uh, most people are thinking about the summoning points and i had a little bit more summoning points but i had one less piece of nervous which did a lot more for your combat capability and Either way I was summoning a beast of Nurgle, turn two, three, four, and five. And then with the Nurglings, I had eight contagion points at the end of the game. And with the Beast of Nurgle, I had zero. So that just means you're more effective with your resources. You know, don't, you know, just play play your units and see how they work out. Uh, I took Nurglings out after five or six games. Uh, for the sloppity from the beginning. I was like, nope, he stays in there. And then you can use whatever, whatever your favorite models are. You can use those and build an army around it uh you know like there's really a lot of flexibility in this book just you know pick something and stick with it because you have to know how the matchup works uh the different matchups because it's not you're going to do this fancy thing and destroy the enemy you have to know how you're going to going to interact with your opponent and uh, that's about it you know and uh so yeah yeah that's that's what i'm saying about that
0: no, I dig it. I dig it. And again, you know, you're going to learn this counterplay over time. So learn your units, test yourself, try to find out what your opponent wants to do. And well, whether you run Bellicor or no Bellicor, you know, you're great at denying, you, you're great at taking the punch. Don't overextend yourself. Some generic things that I would normally say. But I think for you, it's very much about denial, especially how you can deny your opponent from scoring their objectives, their victory points, whether... It's through healing, whether it's through bodies, whether it's through resiliency, whether it's through shenanigans like the Glock and like the Beast of Noble, like Mm. the the, the Sloppity. You've got enough shenanigans to be able to deny battle tactics. And when you go to a tournament, you're seeing players are focused on getting the five out of five battle tactics. And it'll be the difference between first, second, third and anything else. So if you can deny your opponent one or two of them throughout the game, um, that can be a huge blow. Can be a huge blow to them mm. and I'll see you know it'll be the difference between you winning and losing.
1: Yep. And uh I, I mean I really haven't even found the, the limits of what this list can do. There's some things I'm worried about and I told you that game against bone splitters was tough. But um yeah I'm gonna talk about it because I, I had one loss at Cherokee right we haven't talked about it. So that was that was completely on me and 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 the rules you know uh, the, it was not the list. That was actually, for the list, that was one of the easiest matchups, I think. It was against all dragons with Karzai and then a bunch of dragons. And, um, you know, perfect target for Belakor. But it was one of those games where I was worried that he was going to hold back for a turn and then just go all in turn two, because he went first. So I didn't do my Dark Master ability turn one, because I was pretty sure I could weather, you know, the charges and then, and then come back. And, uh, and it was just the, you know, the, the terrain rules in AOS aren't the best in my opinion. And, uh, and there was some broken tall walls that I had hidden models behind. And in our little meta, we just, you can't put a giant, you know, model somewhere where it can't be, but that's how the rules are written. So I thought I had Bellacor and the sloppity perfectly, you know, protected turn one, but it ended up being that, well, you know, you can just, a giant dragon that can't land there but can stay there. So Bellacor and Sloppity were dead before I ever activated, right? So then that was that was kind of game. So, but that was not the list. If I play that game five more times, I think, you know, it's, it's one of my easiest matches. So really, Nurgle, I don't entirely understand why myself because they don't have anything fancy going on. They're just they're just solid, right? I, I don't know what the limits of the list is, uh, you know what what they can't do. You just have to go up there, take the objectives, be confident. You know they're gonna hit you, but it doesn't matter if your if your plague bears die, right? If you if you score the points and they don't, and you have a a plan for making that last, then you know the games just end up going your way, and uh and the prolonged fights really that's when disease actually starts adding up and and you just you don't even realize how the fight's going to go you charge in there you know auto advance your plague bearers 10 then redeploy them five when they come up and then you make your 12 inch charge and touch six of their units you know because you're like ah, we'll see how this goes and then they kill your plague bears but it's turn four and they haven't scored anything and you're like oh i guess i won the game and, and that's just how nurgle has been playing out for me and it's been it's been really fun to play it
0: yeah, and, and it's uncomfortable playing the long game because, you know, it's so easy to predict what happens in the first couple of rounds. But when you're in the grind and you're in that, you know, that turn three and you've burnt the prior you know, you burn an objective and things like that, like it, that's where you really come in your own, and you know this is where you can bring summoning in and having bodies, especially if su- if your opponent burns an objective you are holding, you can summon on to start reclaiming. And that's where the seven contagion points, chipping in mortal wounds across the board, can really start to pull down those heroes. It can pull down troops, and the the slow grind will let you let you in. That's yeah. that's the whole thing. Yeah. That's the, so have, I think a... I think to your point, it's like mm-hmm. just have confidence that you can get in there. Don't be too cagey because you can take a punch and you'll smile at the end. I always think about Homer Simpson in the boxing match. I don't know if you're a Simpsons fan, but Homer Simpson, when he was a boxer, yeah. he got in the ring, he took punches for like that nine yeah. rounds. The fighter was so, so like lethargic that Homer just like pushes them down and he wins. Like that's yeah. how Nurgle looks to me
1: yep yep and they do and then there is there is a cup. it's not just one place that right that that fly list is going to play very different and then the, the godkin list is going to be different so you can have fun with that book and you can do some different things and it, it's it's a solid
0: book last question because i'm all yep. about efficiency um mm-hmm. is two hours of talking right <laughs> the last question i've got is deployment do you have any tactics or advice or tips for me again, battle plan and opponent. And there's a lot of considerations that will obviously change it, but any noble <laughs> deployment advice you'd give to me?
1: Uh, just put Bella where he can't be shot turn one so that you have the option of waiting for that second turn to use his ability. Cause you don't want to be forced to use a turn one and then everything else, you put it where it has to be. Cause you, you have four inch movement, four inch movement, like everything. So, you know, put put your put your bears right in front of the objective you're going to go to and auto run six put the great unclean one right next to them in front of another objective and try to roll good on that first advance put a beast of nurgle next to him in case you don't make it to the objective and then you know uh, the, yeah you you don't have that much flexibility on deployment you just uh you just so have to point on the
0: line you know you're just on the yeah, line and just it's on the line. go forward
1: the only thing is uh yeah if they have big threats again uh kragners or things like that try to make it so that again you you put them in a in a spot where if you lock them down turn one you know you can mess with their movements if they're trying to get to you that, that's sometimes things that i think about but otherwise nurgle it's it's easier because i used to play tau and and eighth edition deployment was hell and then even uh with the uh, ogres, you know, you're fast, so it means you have options. So that means you know you have the you have choices to make. In early, you don't have any choices. You just put your stuff where it needs to be, and that's where it goes. And uh, and that's what you do. You know, it's there is yeah, it's it's do easy ca- anyway.
0: Do you castle up, or will you split out your force, or doesn't really matter? No, you,
1: you don't castle up. Um, you put sometimes sometimes you put uh, you know you look at terrain and if they have fulminators, things that can really hit you, you plan on being places where they can't put their models where, you know, they can't easily get a charge up uh, or uh, but but most of the time you just uh, or sometimes you protect your great and clean one a little bit, you know, if if again you're playing against Karzai or or Kragnus or something that you think might kill him turn one, you know, you you limit the contact that his base could have, you know, things like that uh, so that you can redeploy him behind plague bearers or just redeploy the plague bearers a couple inches and now all of a sudden he can't be charged I've done that but uh yeah it's 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 pretty easy deployment's not a big deal with Nergal. just don't don't try to do anything fancy and screw yourself over with your four-inch movement if if yeah. there's player place terrain put all the big stuff stuff on the side because you can't move around it and it can be used against you so yeah we talked
0: I, about it you know endless spells we talk about yeah. body blocking yeah that, i don't, you don't i don't like to... it
1: but you got to do what you got to do you know big big mountains they go on the side nobody wants to walk around those things <laughs> <laughs>
0: if if people wanted to chat to you more and they want to like you know list checking are you active in the facebook page on mega king of nurgle where have you, have you got twitter yeah. like where can people find you
1: Man, uh, no, I'm an, I'm an old man. Uh, I get kids and all that, I don't have to, Twitter, but I'm on the Facebook. Uh, I got Facebook so I could uh, find uh, Warhammer events again, you know, sign back up. So I'm on the Magikin of Nurgle Facebook. And then otherwise we just chat on, you know, like on in smaller communities on Messenger and, and Discord, but I'm on Facebook on the Nurgle page, yeah, for sure.
0: Cool. And obviously, people know that I've got a massive Discord. It's like now four thousand, almost five. Yeah. What was it? It's like four and a half thousand people. Like yeah, I'm that, that, that's
1: too much up. for me. I'm. I'm a, I was on your Discord, to be honest, but I can't keep up with too big for you know, me. Uh, I, <laughs> I don't have that to, time.
0: I'm gonna sell it to a bank or something and make some money. I don't know. Like too many people. Yeah. But it's obviously good because there's obviously, you know, we got Nurgle chats as well. So people are list teching and talking yeah. and practicing on tabletop simulator. But Tobias, any shout outs you wanna make any games clubs, any people that you wanna thank or
1: uh well I'm just here in my little in my small community in uh in South Carolina, Anderson, right? Uh we have an awesome uh awesome store over here, Empire Games, you know uh where we play most of our games and then we're halfway between Charlotte and Atlanta and the Atlanta community is awesome you know they have some events they have a lot of good players there good people I get to play with so um, you am gonna be at
0: that's... Atlantic City open
1: uh no 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 the next one I'm gonna go to is uh is uh, gigabytes uh end of uh end of April a two-day event there so we'll see I just I'm just gonna remember that those terrain rules you know <laughs>
0: clarify clarify intent obviously always important especially with the ambiguity but Tobias this was a legend thank you so much I hope everyone enjoyed this video I know certainly some people are already kind of claiming it It was a great insightful piece and um, I think it was great when you consider I've had a couple of other chats on Nerval and take what you will look at the ideas look at Uh, how Bellacore comes into play, even if you don't take Bellacore. I think there's a lot of things that was discussed today that would advance your knowledge and and your abilities in playing Nurgle. But, uh, again, Tobias, thank you so much. Thank you, everyone, who joined the stream live. Thank you to everyone who supports on the Patreon. You know who you are because I'm going to play the video now, and thank you all. But, Tobias, thank you so much. Thanks for letting me chat about
1: Warhammer. I love it.
0: Shout out to your to your wife or your missus or your sister who's coming in and and giving you the water. Shout out to her. Thanks for sticking around until the end. I hope you found that video interesting and you walked away with a few new ideas. If you did, I would appreciate it if you hit like on the video as well as left me a comment. Let me know what your thoughts are in the comment section below. The conversation will continue over on Discord. So links down below in the episode description if you want to join the Discord and continue the Age of Sigmar conversation. I want to give a massive shout out as well to these absolute bloody legends, these champions. Who have continued to support me through patreon or youtube members that is going directly into supporting the maintenance and the growth of this channel so thank you very much guys much appreciated and until next time roll more sixes